Hi there, and welcome to the Anita Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Anita Rombo, and this is the podcast for growth-oriented women to have authentic, real talk. Nothing is off the table here, but as an intuitive self-relationship coach, you'll find the content gravitates towards mindset, intentional action, spirituality, and all things wellness. So if you're ready to learn, laugh, show up, and glow up to be the best version of yourself, grab your favorite bevy, settle in, and we've got lots to chat about. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Anita Chat. I can't believe that this is the last chat episode before the new year. 2023 just seemed to fly by. I know I mentioned that pretty much in every episode, but really and truly, I just felt like this year was such a blip. And as I sit here by my Christmas tree with the twinkling lights, why do the house while the kids are still asleep? I love the magic of the season, but I got to be real and say that it's also a tad bit crazy. Am I right? On top of all of the regular things, and there's so much that we pack into our days. You know, I find myself shopping for hostess gifts and teacher's gifts and Christmas presents and our social calendars up a notch. And I'm totally loving and digging the connection and all the magical traditions that we're making, even at work. You know, things are just ramping up so that we can wind down and start our new year fresh. Like in a week, we're going to be celebrating a brand new year, a brand new chapter, empty canvas of 365 days that we get to fill with whatever it is that we want. It's a very, very magical time. Um, But we're working so hard at full tilt to just be able to wind down for maybe a break, maybe take some time off work, maybe a few short days with our loved ones in our cozies and uh, and then do it all over again for 2024. So it's an exciting time, but I hope that in that time, you get some time for yourself, that you get some time to maybe reflect and review on your year. 2023, what were your highlights? And we know life is not all a highlight reel too, right? So what are some of those lowlights? What are some of those lessons that you learned in 2023 that you're incredibly grateful for? What are the experiences and things that you want to wish to carry forward and build on in 2023? And what are some of those things that you want to really create for 2024? If this was going to be your best year yet, which I totally hope it is, if this was going to be your year, what would that look like for you? What is it that you're wanting to call in? And if you're looking for some tools or resources to help you with those reflections and with that big dreaming, because I really want us to dream big, I want to let you know that on December 30th, I'm hosting a class. It's called the Wrap Up and Ramp Up Workshop. So we're wrapping up 2023. We're ramping up for 2024. There's yoga, there's meditation, there's journaling, there's community. It's going to be great. And then completely virtual and completely free on January 17th, I'm hosting a masterclass, Five Steps to Living Your Dream Life, even if you're not sure what that looks like or where to start. So although we'll be 17 days into 2024, there's still so much time to create that vision, to have somebody coach and guide you through for that one hour. Uh, And it's free. So it's my gift to you. So please definitely check those out. I'll put the information in the episode description. And of course, if you're willing to call in your biggest, baddest, boldest life this coming year, really conquering some goals that are new or maybe that you've always wanted but can never get momentum on, this is your year to go in all in on an unparalleled coaching experience with me 
I'm inviting you to hop on a call and see if we could be a good fit together because I really want the best for you this year. That brings me to this episode. Uh, As we are winding down the year and doing this reflection, some of us might have habits or resolutions that we want to bring into the year. Some of us may have words. Some of us, some of us may have nothing. In the spirit of self-discovery and personal growth, you do you. Uh, But for me, I really, really enjoy words. And I enjoy words over habits and resolutions because I feel like words have more staying power. Words are a little bit more flexible. And so then therefore you can embody them in different aspects of your life. Uh, So let's say, for example, I decided to do something related to help many people around uh, New Year's Eve have some sort of weight loss goal. I want to lose 10 pounds by June. Okay, great. What happens after you've achieved that goal? You know, are we done with that resolution or are we creating a habit that is more about the act of eating well or exercising well? Or do we want to lean into a word like health? And when we're leaning into a word like health, that's much less prescriptive than losing 10 pounds. But health can mean a lot of different things. You can embody and integrate health in many different ways, right? It could be physical health, mental, spiritual, financial, social, emotional. And so you can do things every day that are in support of that bigger goal. And to me, I think that that has more bang for your buck, so to speak. So I'm a big fan of words. And last year, at the beginning of the year on the chat, I dedicated a podcast episode, I'm pretty confident, to the word of the year that I chose. And so I thought it would be really fitting to revisit that word and how I did and what I learned from it. And also, what is my word for 2024 going to be? First off, um, 2022 was my first official year in the business as a coach. I've definitely been an entrepreneur before, but this is my first foray into that. And so to start a business literally during the pandemic, like we were still kind of half in, half out during the pandemic, I got to say it's just bananas. Uh, But I've been planting the seeds for it for a while. It was something that was in my heart for a long time. I was investing in a lot of learning, honing in of my skills. I was doing a lot of parallel pursuits that were very complementary that officially kind of led me to this path. And so I'd been planting the seeds for it for a while. And then the universe just handed me an opportunity and I knew it was the time to hit the ground running. So I decided to start a business in the middle of the pandemic when the world was just crazy pants upside down. But I knew that I had a big mission. I knew that I had a big vision. I knew that the world could benefit from it. And as a multi-passionate, I have a lot on the go. And so I have a big vision. I also have very high standards for myself. And I got to be honest, those things don't always serve me well because as a multi-passionate with a lot of interests and a big vision, I am a yes person. I say yes to a lot of things until I can't possibly hold all of the things I say yes to and I crash and burn. Or if I have those high standards, I can find myself um, in the throes of perfectionism, which I have to be very conscious of um, getting myself out of and not holding other people to those same expectations because that can lead to a lot of judgment. Anyways, in 2022, my first year, I hit the ground running. I launched my coaching business. I started this podcast literally January 1st, 2022. And I literally made the decision to do that a week before. I was already writing a book, um, and that book, as like I said, was one of those parallel paths that got me to where I am right now. I was investing in learning so much on all different things, uh, from coaching to launching digital courses to how to show up on social media uh, to spirituality, and all from highly coveted industry and thought leaders. I probably spent close to $20,000 that year just on learning. I was in my happy spot as a lifelong learner. It was really great. 
But let's be real. I also saw burnout. I saw burnout in 2022 more times than I can imagine. And that was because I wanted to do all the things. I wanted to do all the things right now. And of course, I wanted to be further along. So I felt like I was in this mad rush to get to the finish line. And I was just constantly going, going, going. And that led to burnout. So going into 2023, I knew that I needed a reset or a reframe. I knew that the vision I had for myself, my purpose, my legacy, I was in it for the long haul. I was really committed to it. And if I wanted to make that happen, I needed to show up differently. I needed to build in stamina for a marathon instead of like the crashing and burning that I kept doing from sprints here and there. And in short, I needed ease. So my 2023 word was ease. Things needed to be easy for me in order for me to see it through. I needed to get things done. So they needed to be easy so I could get them done and I could move forward. I needed it to be easy so that it could feel joyful instead of soul sucking and draining. Um, this was a really important one for me because after all, you know, as I was building my own business, I was consciously curating it and creating it to complement my life, to be a great, joyful part of my life, and also to work it around the rest of my life, right? My family and all those other things. So I did not want to get into a situation and I kind of found myself dipping into that territory where I was letting my business in my life. I wanted my business to be built around my life and I didn't want my life to be run by my business. So ease was my word. And I got to say, reflecting on it, you know, 330 days later, I did hold true to that vision to create ease. I'm definitely a work in progress. I can't say that I've mastered ease and I can't say that, okay, well, ease is done. Uh, I think ease will always be a part of my life and I will continue to build on some of the skills and things that I did this year, uh, some of which I'll share with you. None of it is really groundbreaking or earth shattering. I'm sure you've heard of it, but Again, if it can motivate you to think of a word, it can motivate you to implement some of these strategies. If it can motivate you to approach some of your tasks differently, then maybe it's worth sharing. And it also builds up to, again, where it is that I want to go. Um, but some of my ways to ease were easier than others, pun intended entirely. And there was also some like really like groundbreaking mindset shifts as a result of embracing ease into my life. And I would say the first one is I needed to release right? To make things simpler, to make things more joyful, to make things more easier. I needed to release. And isn't it interesting that the word release has e ease in it, built right into it. So when you say, you might be wondering like, what do I mean by that? I needed to release my expectations. I needed to release my expectations that I needed to do all the things uh, because maybe I didn't. Maybe I was making it harder by putting that all on my plate, uh, that I needed to do all the things right now that I needed to be in a certain way or that results needed to look a certain way. Sometimes when you hold on too tightly to that vision, when you're so hungry and so motivated and you just want to do that, you only see one path forward and that really dampens your creativity and it dampens the flow of life. Um, and entrepreneurship is really something where you need to have that open mind because it's like constantly solving a puzzle one after the other, right? If you are doing all the things or if you're learning something for the first time, like newly into the journey, there it's all a learning curve. And as you figure out one thing, you know, then you realize, okay, and this connects to this this way and I got to figure this out. And so there's just constant troubleshooting, problem solving. But if you only have your vision, if you only know through your narrow lens that this is the way something's got to look, uh, you might be making things unnecessarily difficult for you. So the moment that I released those expectations around timelines, around the vision, around the work, around the quantity of the work, 
I felt an immediate sense of relief. Also knowing that like I am in it for the long haul. And yes, I could want to do 20 million things. And throughout the course of my life, throughout the course of my journey, throughout the course of this business, I will do them. But I don't necessarily have to hit the ground running doing all of them right now. Maybe I just start with one. And when one feels good and I feel ready to build on the that one thing, I can do the next thing and then the next thing and the next thing. That takes so much pressure off as somebody. And so, yeah, I really felt a lot more relief. I felt a lot more ease in my mind. And I think that mindset shift really did wonders for me in terms of, of how I showed up as a businesswoman and how I showed up in other aspects of my life too. One of the other expectations that I needed to really embody to welcome in ease was you have the right to change your mind at any time, right? So for example, for the first year and a half of this podcast, this podcast got launched, as I mentioned, January 1st, 2022. And so we're almost approaching January 1st, 2024. It's almost at the two-year mark. But for the first year and a half, I showed up for this podcast every single week. Every single week, I delivered content, which takes a lot of time and energy to do. And similarly, every single week, I delivered an email to my email list. And I enjoyed doing those aspects or those things in my business. But in my mind, it was like, yep, I got to do this every single week. And around April, I was approaching burnout yet again. And my husband just said, you got to rethink this podcast. I think this is where that opportunity lies for you to really welcome in ease. This was our first summer post-pandemic that we had travel planned. My kids were going to be home with me in the summer. I'm a very seasonal person. I love to be outside. I love to like ramp up on my social connections during the warmer months. And I didn't really want to be doing all of the things on in my business at full cylinder over the summer. And so I thought this is the perfect time to institute a season into my chat. And so I absolutely did that. I took a summer break. I called it a season. I started up again in the fall. And guess what? As a CEO, you get to do that. You get to change the way things go in your life to suit you based on your evolution, based on your preferences, based on your needs. So that was also another mindset shift that I needed to do. And if you recall, when I came in September, I realized I too did not want to continue back to that weekly cycle. And so we are now at a bi-weekly cycle and you hear from me every two weeks. And that really fits into the ease that I wanted to create. It really helps me continue to stay in the game and continue to offer value. In fact, fun fact, Buzzsprout, which is where I host my podcast through, just dropped some statistics my way for like kind of a year in review. And apparently I have been in your ear for close to 767 minutes this year, not including this podcast episode. So it's not lost on me, the journey that we've had together, the time that I'm showing up and delivering this and having fun and building a community. But you know, I'm doing it on my terms and it just feels really great. So I wanted to thank you also for being a part of this community, for being in, having me in your earbuds for 767 minutes a year like that is insane to me. Uh, so I wanted to thank you very much for that. And I also um, leaned into tons of automations and systems. And we all know what that could look like pretty much, you know, in the entrepreneurial world, there's tons of platforms and integrations and services that all speak to one another so that you do something once and it's like you can just do it on repeat over and over again and you don't have to manually do it. That really saves a lot of time and brain power. But there's also technologies that we heard of a lot this year, like ChatGPT, um, you know, things where it's your brains, it's your vision again, you're doing the work, but, you know, um, I could do something and then get help from that to tweak it. And I would eventually get there on my own 
maybe it wouldn't be as good or maybe my stuff would still be better, but, um, you know, I can get there faster. And so that's also just creating a lot of time freedom and space freedom and, and filling me up with ease to invest in these technologies or systems. You know, at home is something as simple as, you know, knowing that we have a pretty standard meal plan. So every week I don't have to think about what is it that we're going to have. And I'm willing to pay a dollar to five dollars, depending on the time slot to go pick up my groceries. But what that means is my grocery list is already pre-populated into the server of my grocery store. And within five minutes, I've just made the tweaks to say, oh, I need a couple bit, a bit more of this, not this. And, um, you know, build on the existing list. And I just need to show up and pick up my groceries for a dollar or five dollars. And that saves me hours and hours and hours of thinking through what am I going to eat, making that list, going to the grocery store, picking it, right? So automations and systems, both within the home, outside of the home, just like general through life were life. Honestly, they were really a game changer and helped me lean into ease. And not all of these things are brand new, by the way. Like these are things that I've probably really implemented throughout my whole life. But in the spirit of this podcast, in the spirit of reflecting on the year of ease, like these are really important strategies that I want to call out. Also, ease in the way of building a support system or support networks around you, right? So again, when I first started out in 2022, I thought I needed to do all the things. I thought I needed to do all the things myself. And so one of the things that I accomplished this year that I'm really proud of is a website rebrand. So I just launched in November. If you haven't checked out my website ever or recently, do it. It's www.anitarombo.com. That information is in the podcast notes. But you'll know that this is version four of a website. And I've been two to three years in the business now. And the first three year, the first three versions were all me. I figured out how to code. I figured out how to integrate. It was a ton of learning. It was probably the thing that I was the most proud of just because it looked really good. It looked really amazing, actually. And it took so much time and effort to master. And it was an entirely net new composition of skills. But again, as I grew, as my vision grew, I realized I can have the vision, I can direct what it is that I want to see, but I don't necessarily need to put the blood, sweat, and tears to make it work. It's important for me to understand the back end of things in case I want to make tweaks, in case I need to make some changes in moving forward in the future. Like I can't know nothing about it, but at this point in time, I felt comfortable knowing that I had made um, enough investments in understanding the baseline strategy that I can hand over that vision to somebody else to execute. And so I did. So I welcomed in a brand new rebrand of my website that I'm so in love with that I wouldn't be able to do on my own because I relied on teams. So this year, the systems through outsourcing, through vendors, hiring and investing in people, which I'm going to continue to grow my team this year, surrounding myself with community, the best of friends, and also entrepreneurial friends. It's really just a great blessing. So moving on, one of the other strategies that I did was that I shifted from being a yes girl to being more of a no girl. And again, this is a work in progress, really instituting boundaries and saying, what am I saying yes to? And not all of it was really easy to do. So for example, my son plays hockey and every week he has to practice and he has a game. So I was very clear to say no to the practice, hell's yes to the game, like going to the game is a non-negotiable in my calendar. I will be there cheering so loud, but I just didn't have the bandwidth to attend the practice as well. So being a no girl and having clear boundaries also meant that I had to say no to some projects and collaborations that I was extremely excited about. That sounded so amazing to me. 
So for example, shortly after the launch of the Lighthouse Project, which is my book that came out in October, my bestseller, um, I got invited to participate in another book project that sounded amazing, that I know that I would be poised to be an expert in. And I said no to it because I had made a commitment to myself to get my solo book, the book that I've been working on for two years, the book that actually kickstarted this whole journey of entrepreneurship and this wild ride that I'm on. And if you want more details on that backstory on that book and, and how I found myself in this journey, I encourage you to read my contribution to The Lighthouse Project, which you can find more information about, again, on the in the episode description or my newly rebranded website. But truth be told, this book that I've been writing for two years this year, in August or September of this year, got an honorable mention. It earned an honorable mention from Hay House, the global publishing company that is like the godfather of spirituality and self-help. So Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, Mel Robbins, Amy Porterfield, uh, you name it, all of the big self-help and spiritual spirituality authors, Gabrielle Bernstein, they all come from Hay House. And Hay House gave my book, the one that I'm working on right now, a shout out, which to me was like, oh my God, girl, they love what you're writing about. They love your writing. You're a bestseller already. You got to get this done. So I'm sharing this with you because I said no to a project so that I could prioritize another project. And that project, writing that solo book and getting it to the finish line, is something that I'm really, really keen on doing for 2024. So I'm sharing that with you as my accountability partner. Um, but that's got to happen. So I, sometimes you have to say no to things, even though they sound great, and understand that, you know, hopefully other opportunities like that will come later. But if it's not aligned to you or your season, then it's not worth it. And so this year, as I've already touched on, um, I did definitely incorporate ease. I'm still a work in progress. I'm still definitely going to be building on ease. I think moving forward, ease is the way to go in life in general. Um, and in terms of reflecting on how it worked for me, I'm going to say that I made so much more progress than I ever thought possible, right? So first and foremost, my business is thriving. I get the pleasure of serving more dream clients than I ever thought I could hold from a capacity perspective. I've even been waitlisted for most of the year. And it is truly everything to me to watch my clients thrive and grow and achieve their goals. Like that is my purpose. And it's so great. And it has really been enabled by ease. My podcast, as I mentioned, I've officially hit worldwide listenership. This podcast has seen so much growth. And that's really lovely to see too. And it's because I leaned into ease. I leaned into creating a season. I leaned into showing up every other week. As I've already alluded to this year, I was able to produce a best-selling book that exceeded all of my expectations. I made some serious progress in writing that solo book that I just talked about, the one that earned that honorable mention from Hay House. And I'm making it a goal to get that to the finish line for 2024. I even launched a few new offerings like my tarot readings. I've been a tarot reader for over 20 years. If you knew, you knew. Uh, but who knew that it was such a thing that people were interested in and have actually incorporated that and a lot of other um, spiritually based self-discovery tools in my coaching practice. So I was able to really create a unique offering and speak to a unique audience that really resonates with me. So all in all, you know, I think ease served me really well. It's going to be something that I continue to build on. Uh, you know, it 
allowed me to grow more personally and professionally than I ever thought possible. But there is always room for improvement. As I mentioned, I'm a work in progress. And the one thing I realized, and I wonder if you have picked up on it too, is the whole intention behind Ease was because I was approaching burnout too many times the year before, 2022. And when you take a look at me saying, oh, great, you know, I embraced Ease and I did X, Y, Z and everything is tickety-boo. That's awesome. That's really, really great. Um, I'm really glad that I did what I did. I have no regrets. But do you notice that I used that newfound space and time that Ease created for me and I just filled it with more stuff? In other words, I kept doing. I wasn't being. I didn't take the time to rest and relax and chill and make sure that burnout wasn't a thing for me. So I kind of accomplished the goal, but I didn't. And that is where I want to change in 2024. I want to continue to be mindful of ease, but I want to be able to let myself relax a little bit more, allow in more rest. Truth be told, that doesn't come easy to me. I don't really know what that is. I like to always be on the move. And again, because I have this multi-passionate tendency, there's always things I want to learn. And I also think my work is fun, so it's enjoyable for me until it's not because I realize, oh my God, I was not listening to my body or I wasn't tuning into the signals and now I'm facing burnout. So I really need to continue to stay mindful and on top of that and make time for more play in my life. I want to use that newfound space and time that I created to create more joy and expansion through play. So that's going to be interesting for me. That's next year's word, play. And play is going to be interesting for me because I'll be honest, that isn't something that I've always, that I've leaned into very much that feels foreign to me and a bit uncomfortable, but it also feels really exciting and curious because I wonder what I will do to play. Like, what does play look like to me every day? You know, will I discover new hobbies? What will those hobbies be? Or will I reacquaint myself with old ones? I don't know. We'll see. So that's where I'm going for the year. Um, so once again, I want to wish you a happy new year. I hope 2024 is your best year yet. And I hope that you enjoy this time leading up to 2024. Consider joining me for the wrap up and wrap up workshop or the five steps to living your dream life masterclass, or possibly elevating your game this year by coaching with me. So hop on a call. I do have a couple of spots open right now, um, which is a rarity because I've been waitlisted for most of 2023. But either way, I am so grateful for you and I wish you all the best in this year to come. Happy holidays, my friends. Bye for now.